24 hours a day. Radio Contact. This week's Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. We've got a special guest on today. We're at Affleck's Palace in Manchester and we're joined by Paul King. Uh, welcome to the show, Paul. Looking forward to this podcast. Uh, slight trepidation, but yeah, I'm hopefully enjoying it. It's nice to be in Affleck's anyway. Yeah, fantastic place. You know, full of Manchester culture. And um, we're here ready to talk all things uh, Salford Red Devils. Also joined by Paul Whiteside, another place we can uh, call home, Paul, talking about Salford Red Devils. Yeah, it's nice to be here, Rob. It's nice to be in the same room as you. Normally, we're doing it over Skype, aren't we? And in, uh, in our houses, with loads of noise. But it's nice to be here, and nice, not not too far from Salford either, are we? Where we are today. So, yeah, looking forward to the show, Rob. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start by talking about how exciting this season's been, uh, Paul. Um, you know, obviously fifth in the league now, rising. I mean, talk us through the dream. Uh, well, the dream is clearly we win the last three, um, get third place. Uh, dispatch Wigan comfortably away in the uh, in, in the first qualifier, and then uh, probably send Sellings in the grand final. I think put them away, but I won't know whether we put them away or not because I'll be quite drunk at that stage. I would imagine, to be fair. Uh, yeah, that's a dream. Um, it's gone so much better than we thought it would on the field. It has to be said um, that that's absolute credit to to Watto and, and Bleasy in terms of the the squad that they put together uh, and, and the talent that's in and. and I'm the same as everybody else. You, you question one or two of them um, and then come back and bite you because they've been absolutely brilliant to a man. Brilliant to a man. Yeah, obviously it's gone above uh, sort of the expectation levels uh, beginning of the season. You know, I ask this question to a lot of players and a lot, a lot of people. You know, how far do you reckon this team can go? Yeah, they can win it. Genuinely believe they can win it. You, you've got... Um, we have, beyond any question of a doubt, the best player in Super League right now playing for us. So why can't we win it? Uh, surrounded by uh, a tremendous... Do you see that one-handed catch of Christian Innes? Wow. Um, just tremendous talent in the three-quarter line. The forwards are immense. Who knew that Gil Dudson was that big? Honestly, he's, 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 he's just... Um, and a lovely guy, by the way. Lovely guy off the field. Monster on it. You know, uh, Walker's playing out of his skin. Moose is just sensational on and off the park. Yeah, we can win it. Yeah, obviously, you know, the belief is growing. When does, when does it become sort of a more of a reality? You know, because obviously the belief is growing. We're all getting excited about it. But have, have we got like a, a point in the next three games where you think if we win that game, you know, we could do this? <laughs> not, not, re- not really. I, uh, I'm just a geek fan, aren't I? So I'm going to say every game. I've been, I've been saying that since about round three. Um, Watto won't hear it. Not having it. Um, Bleasy's very, very easy to... Uh, pessimistic kind of guy anyway um, that, that's um, when it comes to that kind of thing I, th- I think it's, bit, it's, it's bad voodoo for a minute they, they, they don't like to do it So, uh, but as a geek yeah yeah I, I've been humming on about it after saying that we can make the playoffs from about week three it's a special group of players I keep saying it it's a special group of players it really is a special group of players on the field, off the field as well. The club's kind of growing as well with you know fans and it, it's kind of a really good time to be a soul for a Devils fan yeah, is we got there's a real sense of momentum now, and I know um, I, I get that there's some impatience out there, and people want eight thousand people walking through the the, the turnstiles. That's it's unrealistic. You've got to be realistic about how we develop and, and how we move forward. It's baby steps, you know. Um, we've won, we haven't won a first class trophy, I would say, since '76. Um, so it's, it's not as if we've got that brand where people are suddenly going to come flocking. But there's, there's things that we're doing now on and off the pitch that is creating interest it's gaining some traction there'll be more of that uh, in the coming weeks there'll be more of it in the close season there's clearly going to be more announcements um, that are going to gain us a bit more traction the marketing's starting to kick in a little bit now we've got some big plans in that area um, it's just about momentum it's about building momentum over a sustained period of time targeting the right areas 
activations in, in the right areas, that kind of thing. For me, Rob, we spoke about it a few times about momentum. That's the key word, isn't it? And, and every game that you win, you just build it a little bit more. There'll be five wins on the bounce now, and you, you see that belief every week, especially at the whole game last week. Hull could have gone second in that match could have beaten us. We went there and did, did a real good number, and I think you know, we're coming back playing against the Challenge Cup game side in Warrington in the, in the finals. That's another massive game for us, isn't it? So, at the moment, momentum is a key thing, and as Paul says, it is a special group of players. and when you've got that sort of belief and that momentum, you, you can go anywhere, can't you? And, and that's, that's how I'm looking at it at the moment. But I'm very much like Paul, a geek supporter, as, as Paul likes to say, and, and, and someone who look, likes to look too far ahead. And I also speak to Liam Watkins. He definitely takes each game as it comes. It's an old cliche, but you can't look any further than the, than the next game. Yeah, we, we, sorry. And I think that's right. That's absolutely Watto's job and, and, and Bleasy's. That's where they are. Bleasy does have a, 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 a bit of a more long-term view because he's, you know... He's got the budget. He's working to a budget in terms of player recruitment. So he's he's flagging things up and and, and talking to with people and negotiating things. Uh, Watto is absolutely a game by game guy. Don't get me wrong. Watto's involved in that process, but he's a game by game guy on, on on the focus of it. And that's absolutely as you'd want it to be. You don't want him thinking about uh, the grand final when we've not even made the playoffs. You know, um, that's what I do. I'm the geek. Uh, so yeah, he says. I'll, uh, f forgive me for blurging it out there, but I'm, I just genuinely believe we can make it. I do. Um, Wattle won't commit to it until he's walking out with some Old Trafford. Of course, that's his job. As a coach, he needs to keep everyone's feet on the ground, and, and, and especially both on, you know, on the field and off it, because you don't want to get too excited and kind of sort of blow your big opportunity, do you, Paul? No, you don't, Rob. You've, you've got to be cautious. And as we alluded to before, we've not won a major trophy now for 43 years, and it's an awful long time, isn't it? And, I don't know, I am a cautious supporter. And if you go to bed at night and start thinking, well, maybe it is possible this season. There is like a, I think we're riding like a wave at the moment. I mean, we spoke before about the, the Wigan defeat away from home after the, the Robert Louis sale, and I think we got beat against Huddersfield. But since that game, five wins on the spin now, and each week we're playing better rugby league. And the, some of the stuff we're playing there, some of the tries we scored against Hull, you know, is outstanding stuff. And other teams now looking at us must be, must be wary of us now and thinking, but this, this, this bunch of guys haven't got anything to lose, have they? they? We're going into games with the pressure's not really on us. No one expects us to get into that top five, do they? But I don't know. I think, like we said before we started chatting, before we win these three games, we could finish third. And then anything's possible. It really is, you know. Sometimes the farm teams, when they get in that playoffs, they can go all the way. Teams have done it before from fifth, haven't they? And, and fourth and things like that. So I'm cautious, but I'm also very, very excited what, you know, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they talk. We obviously had a lot of uh, sort of uh, announcements recently, like Chris Wellham's uh, contract extension, Christian Inu, the signing of Dan Sargentson. Obviously, we're on a bit of a roll at the moment. Was it kind of the plan to announce these signs to kind of keep building the momentum? Yeah, it is. It's. it's I mean, uh, first up, what what an extension uh, Chris Wellham is, by the way. Uh, he's, he, for me, he's probably been our best player, most consistent player for the last two years. What what a sensational signing that guy is. Love him to bits. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about a steady flow of, of, of announcements on extensions, on um, new players, because there, there clearly are some, um, and um, one or two other things as well, uh, move, moving into the future in terms of hopefully uh, some ambassadors and that kind of thing moving on. Uh, but the whole point of that is, is, is to keep interest going, to keep interest going through the closed season. Um, being cynical, it generates season ticket sales, it generates memberships. Um, that's why you do it that way. Yeah, I suppose that's important for a club like us who, who doesn't have a benefactor. Cash is king, Paul, and you know the ways that you know the club are looking at sort of increasing the sort of the uh, the income revenue streams is important. It's up to us fans to, to keep back in the club and keep putting the money in. Yeah, it's, we haven't got a benefactor. We're the only Super League club that hasn't got one, um, and, and sometimes it feels a bit harsh because we, we keep going to the well to the same people, and I know we do. I'm, I'm one of the people that we keep going to the same well with. Um, and there was squad builder last year. Um, there'll be a membership scheme this year. Um, whether we call it squad builder or not, I don't know. We're just talking through that at the moment. We'll launch that in, in, in a month or so, I guess. Um, but the thing is, if we expand the fan base, if we start getting out of the bubble and, and, and hitting uh, you know, Trinity Way, Chapel Street, Media City, those places, which we are targeting now, uh, and, and generating new interest, we'll increase the footfall. Um, and that kind of takes the pressure off some of the other people. We, I think there's a recognition as well that, that we are um, we're, we're high unemployment, uh, low average salary environment. So that's we've reflected that in the season ticket prices. You know, we, we, we're dropping them. Um, we'll do some more announcements over that in the in the few in the next few weeks when it comes to uh, 
um, walk-up prices and that kind of thing. So that we'll maintain that across. We've got some very fixed plans for next season and what we're going to do. Some really good community-based stuff coming out of that. Yeah, obviously we are in a transition going from a, uh, you know, a, a benefactor club, we'll call it, to a community club. Are you kind of happy where we are at the moment in that transition? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm broadly happy. I, I'd, um, we'd like more money. Uh, we, we, we'd like um, bigger crowds. But I, I absolutely, as, as I alluded to earlier, you've got to be realistic about it. It's about baby steps. We are where we are. We are punching massively above our weight this season, which kind of, it, it can set a level of expectation that perhaps you can't realise. But the signings that I know we've got for next season, I know everybody's going to be really pleased with them. I know they are. Um, so I ain't telling what they are, but buy 200 season tickets and I'll, I'll let you know the next one. There you go. You, you've heard Paul buy you 200 more season tickets and he'll announce the next uh, signing uh, for 2020. Um, obviously looking forward to, to, to next season. You know, it's a long way to go till then. We've still got a lot of unfinished business this season with, with the playoffs just around the corner. I suppose that you and what were kind of one eye on this season, one eye on next season in, in building the team. Yeah, a little bit. It's, 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 I, don't, um, I don't get massive involvement in, in the, the playing side of it. I know people don't necessarily believe me. I'm, I'll say it again, I'm a geek fan. So I comment, you don't really pay an awful lot of attention to me. I tell Watto I can still do 15 minutes at fullback, but he's not believing that either. Um, so yeah, it, it, the, the, the generation of the team is about Ian, the two Ians, really. Um, and I'm excited about next season. I think we've got some really, really good players coming in next year. Um, and, and as I said, buy 200 season tickets and, and, and we'll let you know the next one. I think, Paul, the most pleasing thing of the last sort of 18 months or so is the culture that Ian Watson and Ian Blees have built at Salford and the players that are coming in. You know, in the, in the past, it's been a bit of retirement home, Salford, hasn't it? But whereas now the players are coming in, the, the, the players have something to prove, aren't they? And, you know, there's been there's been eyebrows raised over the last 12 months over certain guys that are coming in. It'd be unfair for me to name those names, but we all know we're talking about, don't we? And these players have, have come in, done a good job. Ian's got the best out of them. And now other clubs are looking at these guys, aren't they now? And, you know, the, the Jackson Aces will be brought in. You know, what, nobody had really heard of him, had he, until he came in. So... I think Ian deserves a lot of credit for what he's done off the field as well as his coaching on it because he seems to have an ability to put an arm around a player and, and get the best out. I think Tui Lola here is a perfect example of that. I spoke to Tui after the whole game and he's absolutely loving it at Salford, isn't he? So you must be pleased at this culture that Salford are bringing now. We, we seem to be everybody's friend at the moment, don't we, Paul? Winners are grinners, aren't they? So um, I think um, when we're winning, everybody's happy and, and I think Wattle does a, a great job of keeping the guys happy. He's... he's He's also a connoisseur of the game, um, which people, people might miss out on. He, he understands things. He, he talks um, to me about people's hip positions in the tackle and things like that, which I pretend I know what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about, quite frankly. I've watched the game for 40 years, still don't know what he's talking about. But he knows the detail. So when he's, when he's looking at players, he's not necessarily looking at the things that I'm looking at. Um, he looks beyond that, and he knows exactly what he wants. He knows the type of player. He knows the type of character that he wants. And he's... And, and, Bleasy goes out and gets them, to be fair. It's, it's, it is a bit of a... They are a bit low and hardy. I'm not telling you which one's which, but they, they, they do kind of go together um, and, and work together very, very well, it has to be said. Yeah, we had that once at Wakefield, didn't we? We were all talking about line speed and body shape and in a tackle, and we were just nodding along politely. So, you know, but it, it, like I say, it kind of shows how intense he is at, at being a Super League coach and how much detail he looks into it. And, you know, that's the important thing. That's why I think he's doing so well at Solver because he's, he's looking at the little things, and the little things make a big difference, don't they? Yeah, and I, th I think um, anybody who spends an hour or two in Watto's company... Um, uh, or sits in a, in a recruitment meet with, with uh, Watto and Bleasy, it's no shock that we are where we are. Once you sit and you understand the level of detail these guys go into, it's not a shock. They, they, it's immense. It's immense. They don't flip a coin and say, shall we have A or B? They know exactly what they want, exactly who they want, uh, and then they go out and get them. I suppose that's the important thing. I suppose it's it's going to that next level as, as a club. Um, you know, obviously we're into the playoff uh, situation next couple of games if we get there. Um, is that something that you're sort of going into with excitement? Because obviously, you know, we, we are where we are, but to go to that next level, you know, who knows how far we can go? Hey, listen, this year's a free shot, guys. We, we, when I walked through the door last year, we, we, we said we wanted a five-year plan. Uh, five years to get to Old Trafford is what we were talking about. Um, because it's just up the road, and we're kind of like this quirky five miles in five years, and all that kind of stuff was we talk about marketing out. Um, we actually might do it in twelve months, which is is remarkable. Um, and it's just a 
it's, it is the ultimate underdog. I can't believe this film company is not queuing up to talk about this club right now. This is, it's the ultimate underdog story. If we pull this off, it's an absolute sporting sensation, the likes of which um, Sylvester Stallone couldn't write in that script, mate. I suppose it would be a dream fairy tale, wouldn't it, really? And, you know, for, for me, though, I think it's a matter of backing it up. Obviously, you know, fairy tales do happen and we could go to Old Trafford and, you know, we could win it. But, but then what happens next year? How, how do you build on that? How do you continue to keep playing at this level? That's the question. I think, I think there's two things. I think from a playing perspective and from a fan's perspective, the important thing is let, let's finish two, 2019 off classy. Let's get down there and, and support the boys at home to Warrington, away to Leeds, at home to KR. Let's give it absolutely everything as they're giving it on the field uh, and, and enjoy that and then enjoy whatever ride the playoffs brings for us because I'm, I'm, I'm confident we're going to make it. Um, so that, that's the first thing. As, as, far as, as far as 2020 is concerned, it's in hand. Um, and I have to say, if the dream comes true when we get to the grand final, it does change the world for us. It does the, 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 the merchandise, the ticketing, the prize money. It's, it's different planet stuff. So it, it, financially, is it, if you win the grand final, how do you back it up? Well, you're in, financially, you're in a much better position to back it up than you are if you don't, if that makes sense. Um, if you make the playoffs, you're financially in a better position to back it up than if you don't. Um, so, so in year one, to be on the cusp of making the playoffs, it's pretty significant news for us as a club. And it opens up, you'll notice, it opens up opportunities with, with potential sponsors. People suddenly sit up and take interest. You get on TV a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's a different planet. We're not going to hold Salford anymore, are we, at that point? I like the idea of this film, of uh, us being the underdogs. Who play Ian Watson? Sylvester Sloan to play Ian Watson sounds a good one to me. But no, it, like you say that, that there, guys, I think the, the, the crest of this wave that we're riding at the moment, it does get people involved. People want to be part of a winning team, don't we? And it has been a, been a long road, hasn't it, watching Salford, particularly over the last decade or so since we've moved. And it's delightful to see us, us doing well now. We've had announced season tickets, haven't we, this week that are going on, on to sale. Can you tell us a bit about that, Paul, about the early bird offers and the, thing, the way people can get involved in that? Can you give us a bit of background on that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we, we, we've launched them on Monday, the, the season tickets, the early bird season tickets. Um, if anybody's got any questions on that specifically, then, then, then fine, ask away. Uh, and we'll, we'll, I can answer them or we can update the frequently asked questions on the website and all that kind of thing. The, the, the reason for launching early birds in the fashion that we have is because we, we don't have a benefactor. Um, during that closed season period, you need the cash to prop you up. So um, we, we, we need the cash payers to, to, to subsidize us up front. Uh, and then we'll launch the direct debits, I think it's 1st of October, off the top of my head. Uh, and that's, first of all, the direct debits come in at, at, at you know, seven, eight monthly intervals. So it, it, it's the cash up front that we need now uh, to, 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 to get us through the, the challenges that August to September face, and then, and then the rest of it kicks in October, and then you've got your uh, replica jerseys will come out before Christmas, so then you get a bit of merchandise gets you through that way. Um, so it's, it's all um, the reason the season tickets have been launched the way that they have, the reason that the direct debits are coming in on the back end of that, and we're, we're asking for early birds first. Um, without direct debit connected to it, it's, it's just a cash flow situation. So don't panic with that, by the way. It is, it is thought out. It's not a knee-jerk. That's what you're there for, to think it out, Paul. And, and we have total confidence in you, obviously. You know, you're doing this thing every day. Uh, you know what, what, the, what the score is inside the club and, and the situation it's in. And, you know, do, do you think you've done a, you know, obviously you've done a fantastic job, um, you know, so far. Um, what, what happens next? How, how, how does it grow any bigger? Me doing a fantastic job. I think it was probably, probably everybody, really, but you being the figurehead and all. Oh, okay. Is that why I am? Um, no, I, I have a day job, so I, I kind of drift in and out of, of, of the club um, as often as I can. I'm in there a few times a week. Um, we, we, we just have some good people. We're starting to get a, a team around us now. So, you know, um, Bleasy's the director of rugby, so all things football come under, under Ian. We've got, uh, we've got a comms department now. We've got a bit of marketing going on now. Uh, we've got a finance manager now. Um, we are recruiting a commercial manager in the next 24 hours. Uh, so I'm involved in that. So um, it's about getting it right off the field as well. And we, we get in there, but it's baby steps, guys. You know, we, we're coming from a position of, of pretty much not having anything by way of back office, really. So we've had to create that. Um, a lot of new faces in. Uh, Bleasy is, is the oldest face in, in all meanings of the word, <laughs> I guess. Um, 
in that respect. So uh, he kind of knits it together on a day-to-day basis when I'm not around, uh, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for his presence. Um, and then there's Tracy, um, who just it's difficult to put it's difficult to put tight on Tracy because she does pretty much everything, uh, really, um, except make the tea. I'm not, I'm not going to make a tea, um, but she does everything else. She's kind of the go-to person. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of good people there. Uh, it's just a matter of building on it now and, and making it um, not more professional. It's always been professional. It, it, it's just always been short of hands. You know, it's all about putting the, the meat on the meat on the bones, really, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, we've had a you know a lot of people who who uh, you know work so hard for the club, uh, but like you said, there's only been a few, and now you're getting a few more bodies in. It means the club can do more. Yeah, it kind of it enables us to, to to compete in 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 other areas. So, so and and identify, um, if you will, other income streams. So, so in, instead of having your director of rugby um, getting too involved in cash flow and involved in marketing and all that kind of stuff, and Ian's Ian, he always pokes his nose in anyway, but, but he, he's focusing on the areas that he can focus on primarily now. So we've got someone who can now focus on marketing, someone who can focus on comms, as opposed to uh, where you lads away, roll your sleeves up and everyone gets stuck, gets stuck into everything. There is still an element of that. But not as much as there was now. There's people who were, who were focusing on key areas. Um, and I hope that's starting to shine through a little bit now. And it'll certainly shine through a little bit more as we move forward. You know, we, Jane's got finance. Marcel's got uh, marketing and comms. And these are good people. They're not stupid. And they, they know the game, which is important as well. They know the game. Talking about the, the game, Paul. Uh, let's, let's go back just to see tickets just briefly. I think it's fantastic value for, for, for people who obviously want to get sort of involved. Um, do you have sort of plans to sort of target market people who have come this season to a couple of games and, and think, well, well, can I offer you a, a discount season ticket or, a, or something to try and entice them in a bit more? Uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things in the pipeline, to be fair. We, we, we need to... T- Steve McCormick will tell you, the, the club photographer come, come, so good, <laughs> come shopkeeper and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, geek, geek fan, fellow geek fan. Um, we, we have uh, A's, B's and C's. So, so A's are guys who, who are season ticket holders and, and who come and uh, they're like Paul, they're like me. They've been coming for 40 years through thin and thinner and all that kind of stuff. You just, it's in your blood, you do it. Then you've got your B's who are occasional supporters. They walk up five, six times a year. Then you've got C's who have never heard of us. So we have plans for B's and we have plans for C's. Uh, we don't need plans for A's because I'm just going to come anyway. Um, so, so B's and C's is, is the main I think with A's you just keep winning and they stay A's um, uh, with B's and C's we, we, we've got some plans to target B's and C's um, and there's a lot of new blood in, in Salford you know if you look at uh, Trinity Way Chapel Street Media City uh, these are not traditional Salfordians so we'll be, we'll be doing some targeting there as well we, we talk about sort of off-the-field growth. Um, you, Red Devils TV is on, on the horizon. You've got the Soul Goods Shop. You've got linking up with local businesses in the area as well. It's, it's kind of the thing that you wanted to, this club to be, a community club, you know, helping it grow and helping the community grow too. Uh, absolutely. If we haven't got the local community, then, um, then we haven't got anything, quite frankly. We're, we're in a world of trouble. Um, we have to rely on the local community. The local community has to rely on us as well. So we need to be, um, we need to be better. We need to be decent. We need to do the right thing. We need to acknowledge um, some of the challenges that the community faces as well. So, you know, we've just organised um, a community event in the marquee with GMP, uh, and uh, big thanks to Elior on the back of that one as well. Um, I'm in conversation with Elior on, on a, a couple of other things, and hopefully there's, a, there's some announcements coming that way in the near future too. Um, you know, I, I, some of it for me uh, is probably about countering some of the, the negativity that's gone on previously. Um, in terms of the relationship with the stadium and earlier on people are like, it's fantastic. You know, I, I hear a lot about we're in the middle of nowhere and it, it's challenged us this year that with, with some of the away support because people think we're in the middle of nowhere. We're five minute walk away from the Trafford Centre. Well, ten for me because I've got short legs. But either way, um, you go to the shop, Trafford Shop and, uh, sorry, Trafford Centre every other week to do your shopping or whatever, you know, get a new pair of jeans, do your Christmas shopping. But across the road, it's, we're not in the middle of nowhere. We're just off a motorway. We're a minute off a motorway. Um, and it's a fantastic facility, and the relationship with, with um, the stadium company and with Elior uh, has never been better. They're good, good people, and they genuinely deliver us to bits. They want to work with us. They want to help us. Um, and there'll be more on that. There'll be more on that, because we're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's on, 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 a, on a couple of conversations. But they're very, very helpful, you know. Um, and as I said, we, we, we need to work with the community. We, 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 the GMP, the thing in the marquee about um, identifying antisocial behaviour and helping with that kind of thing, that's where we need to be as a business. Uh, and I say business, and it is, it has to be. It's, it's about um, helping the community, 
helping with, with, with mental health, well-being, um, all that kind of thing. We need to be a central part of that program, really. We do. Uh, and that, that's where I want us to be as a community uh, and as a club, and certainly as a community club. I'd just like to add that this, this conversation is a breath of fresh air to me, really, you know, considering what we've put within the previous regime, the positivity, what, what Paul's saying and what, what we're speaking about, it, it, I think it's right. I think there was an awful lot of negativity for us, wasn't it, with where the ground is. And if we can keep getting that positive message out there, people are going to start believing in it. And can you tell us a bit about like, the plans for the East? And I don't expect you to go into detail, Paul, but you have got some plans for that next season for the community and, and, and various charities to, to get that stand full and buzzing. Can you give us a bit of a word about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm, I'm going from here for a meeting with uh, Rebecca, actually, uh, a, a reasonably well-known local MP uh, shortly, who I'm hoping is going to uh, certainly seems to be keen to get involved with it, uh, with us on it. Um, for the sake of next season, what, we, what we're hoping to do is, um, well, we're hoping to trial it for the whole KR game, so we'll see if we can get it on board quick enough. But um, certainly for next season, we want the East Stand to be a community stand. Uh, so we want to throw it open to uh, community projects, charities, to actually run that stand. To, to sell the tickets for it, to get the benefit of the tickets. Um, so we're looking for, um, I think we've got two lined up already, but we're looking for another dozen community projects come charities who want to take it on, drive ticket sales for the East Stand, uh, take their cut of that, uh, and, and hopefully at the end of that, the, the, whoever's sold the most tickets at the end of 12 months, we're looking to make a £5,000 donation to them uh, as, as a community project come charity. And I'm not differentiating between the two, because... As long as it represents the local community, I'm not bothered, to be honest. I, I don't, uh, I'm not saying this to be flippant, I don't care which community project it is or, or which charity it is. We'll go through a process, uh, hopefully with Sofa City Council uh, and Rebecca, to, to identify uh, people who are willing to do it and who best represent the local community. And then we're going to throw it open to them and, and make the Easter community stand, push away back in the north um, and take it from there. And hopefully we can get lots and lots of people coming and supporting it. That's what it's all about. It's all about growing sort of the club and, and getting people more involved. Do, do you think our sort of profile, both in rugby league and, and outside uh, the sort of the rugby league bubble, has kind of improved and, and got better in the last sort of 12, 18 months? Um, as a whole, as a sport. Yeah. Do you think people sort of like sort of view us in a different way? I think I think people view us in a different way. Yes, I do. I do. I think. Um, Again, it's probably because we haven't got the benefactor, and, and, and please, I, I'm not here to bag either of the, the owners that have had us over the course of the last 40 years. I think they've done uh, very well with what they had, to be fair. Um, it's, there's, been, there's been a lot of challenges, you know, the, the change of stadium, the pressure that the club was under to move stadium, which um, don't even get me involved in that conversation. Quite frankly, I'll say something that I shouldn't. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of circumstances behind that. So I'm, that, that's... I, I just think we needed to move on, uh, and as we are, we needed to rebuild some relationships. I think we're, we're well on the way to doing that. We now need to convince people that we're not in the middle of nowhere, because um, we're not. Uh, we need to target hard and other areas of, of Salford and Manchester and, and, and get people interested in rugby league, get people interested in us. We've got very broad support from Super League in doing that, to be fair, uh, and we probably need to lean on them a little bit more. I've, I've had a conversation with Robert this morning on that very subject, and that's... Uh, He's quite keen to help in that as well as uh, some of his people. So, yeah, I, it feels as though we're, we're, we're on the field, we're, we're, we're all outperforming uh, by some distance. It has to be said. We're punching above our weight compared to salary cap. Off the field, we're kind of getting there too. We're getting in the same position. We just need to escalate that a little bit. Because uh, genuinely, as, as, as a guy who has his own business, um, I'm, not, I'm not his own business in the same way as some of the benefactors that have owned the club, but um, I understand business uh, and... You can see how this club can be sustainable. You can see how it can be sustainable. You can see where we need to get, what the watermark is, you know, and, and know where we need to be to, to make us uh, successful and thrive. And I can see a, a position where, you know, five years down the line, Salford can and should be a dominant force in this game. You, you look out the window of the West Stand, you know, you're looking out across Salford and Manchester. It's, it's, if, if you look at Greater Manchester as a whole, highest student population in Europe, um, Manchester City Centre, second highest retail footprint in the UK. Um, we've got Trafford Park on our doorstep, which is right up there in one of the largest industrial parks in, in the world. It's, the potential for Salford is enormous. and I, I know people keep saying it, but you've got to invest in it. You've got to have a team behind you to make hay with it. Uh, and then you've got to perform on the field as well. 
So, so there's a little bit of catch up. We've got a little bit back to front at times, uh, and we'll make mistakes as we go. Um, but we know what we're trying to achieve, and we know what the end goal is. The end goal is to have Salford consistently vying playoff spots, top threes, and making grand finals, and heaven forbid, Wembley. Not that I want another world war, but, but Wembley would be nice. Well, yeah, you're right. We are going in the right direction. You know, talking about attendances, they are up on last season. That must make you feel, you know, excited about things to come. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think we've been a little bit lucky, if I'm being honest, in attendances this year. I think home attendances are up. Um, we've been a bit unlucky that, that um, some of the teams that have come to play us have been a little bit off form when they would normally bring bigger attendances and they haven't. Um, so that hasn't helped. But overall, attendances are up. And it's like I said before, it's about baby steps. So anybody who thought we were going to rock 8,000 this season, um, it was never going to happen. That's just massively unrealistic. Um, but if we can, if, you know, if we can push through 4,000, 4,500 for Warrington, uh, and that's where I'm at. I, I want to target four to 4,500 for every game. If we can average 4,500, this club's sustainable. Uh, we don't need to borrow money off anybody. We don't know, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of guff on Twitter about the position we're in. Uh, fundamentally not true. Um, we have... Um, Occasional cash flow challenges, as everybody does. They're kind of seasonal things, in truth. And a lot of it depends on how many home games you've got in a month and a half. I'm not even going to get into the detail of it. But you do have cash flow challenges. Of course you do. Um, but I think probably most clubs in the league do. There's, there's one or two don't, but the rest of us do, I think. Um, I, I, I can see how we can get out of it. I can see how we can dig ourselves out of it. There's a lot of different conversations going on with, with supporters, with the community. Um, and I think, ultimately... Yeah, the, the, the prize for me is three to five years. We're top three consistently and having a real dig. And that means we, we, we've got the money to compete for the players on the park as long as Wasso and Bleasy believe they fit in with what we're trying to achieve. When you're talking about three years' time, Paul, I think you need to offer Ian Watson sort of a 10-year contract and, and tie him down because he's doing some fantastic work, isn't he, with Salford? But no, just listening today, I, I think you're a breath of fresh air, Paul, to Salford and... It is great to, to hear, you know, and exciting to hear things in such a positive way. I mean, I followed the club a long time, as as is Rob and the family and things like that. And it's not been an easy ride, but now we're starting to, to believe there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And I, I think that's brilliant, Rob. I don't know about you, but it, it's nice to, to be following Salford in such an exciting time. Like you said before, Paul, certain times throughout the years, it's either been the playing you know, staff and the and playing department playing out the skin and, and the back department not really doing too much or the back department not doing too much and or, sorry, doing loads and the playing department sort of not doing too much. But now at the moment, both sides of the, the coin are, are starting to perform and that's a, that must be a good thing, obviously, looking forward. Like you said, the ambition's there, the drive's there. We're an opportunity club and it's, it's all rosy in the sofa Devil's Garden. Yeah, it's for now. We'll, we'll have a bumps. You know, there'll be speed bumps along the way, Rob. Don't think this is it, no, mate. It's, it's, it isn't, you know, there'll be speed bumps. We'll, we'll have, uh, occasionally we'll lose games we shouldn't lose. Uh, we have done this season. Uh, occasionally we'll win games with no right to win. We've done that a lot this season, to be fair. I don't mean that in terms of performance. I mean that in terms of, if you do a cash comparison between us and some of the teams we beat, we, we are so punching above our weight you wouldn't believe it. Uh, and, you know, I've been lucky. Uh, and I know um, it isn't about... Um, and I came on it to talk about season tickets and stuff like that. Isn't about me. I've been really lucky, if I'm being honest. I, I'm, I'm a geek fan who saw his first game in, what, 73? Um, I, I kind of know what I'm looking for. I, I come at things from a fan's perspective, to be fair. I, I look at it with a fan's eyes, um, which sometimes is a bad thing, to be fair. And sometimes I have to rein that in and put the, the business head back on. Um, I am a fairly calm individual. I don't tend to panic an awful lot, to be fair. I had, I had a... a a bit of a brush a couple of years ago that changed my life significantly. So um, I panic about nothing, if I'm being honest right now. Um, I had cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm all right. Got over it. Um, but yeah, so it's... it's, so it's um, sorry, Rob has given me the query eye then. But um, yeah, it's, so it's, things tend not to ruffle me in that respect now. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty calm about um, what I'm doing and, and where I'm going and where the club's going. Um, there are challenges. Um, I'm lucky, but it's always in life it's better to be lucky than good. Um, and I'll set lucky every day of the week. Um, I'm in such a privileged position, and I, 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 I know it, I am. Um, you know, I get to sit every now and again when they let me. I get to sit in a meeting with, uh, with the two Ians and talk about some random guy um, whose hip positions and, and defence is, is this way and that way, and the hooker's spotting that, and, and X's and O's on a piece of paper. Um, and quite frankly, as you said, nine times out of ten, I have no idea what they're talking about. But just to be in the room looking at the video and listening to the enthusiasm of these guys, um, I pay. I'd pay money to be, don't tell them, but I'd pay money to, to, to go and do it. And 
here I am, just, just getting plaudits for being a volunteer guy who's just doing the best that he can, to be fair. But it's a privilege. And I think any supporter, any supporter who's, who's supported Salford for a while, who's invested in them, um, like you guys, um, would do it. Given the chance, you'd do it. Of course you would. Just have a shot. See what you can do. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just having a shot. That's what it's all about, taking that shot. And, uh, you know, we're moving forward as a club. It's exciting times, Paul, and it's, it's amazing times to be a Salford Devils fan. We're hoping that, obviously, the club can get out, outside the bubble uh, to the people of Manchester and Salford and, and, and get them to come down to the AJ Bell Stadium and support the team. Yeah, I think so, right? There's a, there's a lot of work to be done, like Paul said. I mean, rugby league's one of those games where, you know, you're only sort of a couple of defeats away from a crisis, aren't you? And, you know, things can change so quickly. I mean, I know that makes my time watching Salford. You lose a few games and... It's the end of the world, isn't it? You win a few, and everyone's, you know, Ian Watts are the best things in sliced bread. And we've had we've had crises before when Wattle's been in charge, and I sort of feared for him, and the crowd got on your back. So yeah, you, we just got to ride it. I think now, ride, ride the wave and ride the positivity, and get more people involved. And you know, don't look at past your past your next game. Let's focus on Warrington, win that game, and just keep taking each game as it comes. And then 2020 will look after itself, won't it? You know, we need to to build on this season next year, don't we? And finish as high as we can. And like, like Paul said before, if this club could get to Wembley or, or to Old Trafford, that'd make the club take off. I mean, I always say to you, Rob, about Warrington, I mean, the new stadium, similar to us, crowds are pretty poor. They got to Wembley sort of two or three times and, and they've taken off as a club, haven't they, and gone to that next level now. And we could use them as a model, really. And if we can do that and, and, and get to a final, you do yourself shirts, don't you? You sell merchandise, people jump on the bandwagon and... You know, I think it'd be great if we could do that. So as long as we can keep performing and, and keep the club afloat, which I think is a a good thing in a way that we, we, we could have gone under company a few years ago. There was a lot of financial problems, but no, now listening to Paul today, it's made me feel really even more excited than I already was for, for the future. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy man. I've enjoyed this little chat. So uh, it's got me buzzing for the Warrington game anyway. Paul, Paul, I always have this similar argument every week, really, about you know win the Challenge Cup and it and make the club. Or, in my opinion, you have to finish in the playoffs four or five, six season on the spin to, to change people's perception of, of, of the club. What, what what would you, what be more what would be the better thing for the club to win the Challenge Cup as a one or to finish sort of in the playoffs for four or five years to help the club grow? What an honourable question! What an honourable question! Um, both can that both win the lot, win the treble, league leaders. Um, I, I, I guess if, if you're looking for a short-term immediate impact, then Wembley does it for you does uh, and it changes everything um, if, if you're looking for a sustainable steady growth which is kind of where we are I guess then repeat playoff finishes does it people suddenly get used to you being up that top end and, and you become a name uh, and people latch onto you but I think um, there's also the added bonus that the, the, the cup finals on BBC isn't it? and and that that global audience is um, from from a without wishing to sound like the corporate hall that I'm turning into it is in terms of potential sponsorships and everything, it's just different planet stuff, it really is. Um, but yeah, anything winning, winning against Warrington is just a starting point, really. And win, win that one, and we're kind of we've got half a foot through, um, and then go to Edinley and do something that we've only done twice in my lifetime. Um, and I think we're we're almost home and host at that stage. And then then we can start dreaming the dream, can't we? But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, all three, yeah, lead leaders, everything, yeah. That's what you want. That's you know, if you ask for it, who knows? It might happen. You never know. Um, we've had um, we've had a few questions from our listeners. Um, I've just read a few out. Uh, got Gemma Carter. Um, she she's talking about the uh, the songs that you play uh, sort of during the game at the sort of half time. Uh, would you want to play uh, Simply Red and Lisa Stansfield? Or what would be your taste in music? Uh, you know, going forward. <laughs> All right, can, can, can I just shout this one out there? Because she sent that one in deliberately, because I know Jem. She's as mad as a box of frogs. Um, and she's a disco queen who has the worst taste in music that I've ever heard in my life. Not happening, Jem. You're never getting in a box. Um, so, personal taste, um, I'm a huge David Bowie fan. Um, like a bit of Leonard Cohen, but I'm also a bit of Stone Roses, Joy Division, New Order, love all that kind of thing. So, reasonably eclectic taste, I think, but definitely not the same as Gemma Carter's. She's not getting anywhere near it. On a serious point, the game day experience has, has got fantastic, really. You've got the tent, uh, you've got all these uh, sort of community days uh, as well, moving forward. And I think it's exciting times. Um, and Are you happy where the game day experience is? Um, no, no, there's more to do, I think. Um, we, we, we experimented a few 
times and, and uh, tried a few things on. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Cal the Posty, who, who, who sorted the, uh, some of the music out for us early part of the season. Um, there's more that we need to do. We need to get a bit more activity. I really enjoyed the Emergency Services Day and the Armed Forces Day. We've got to do a bit more of that, I think, um, and, and try and get the families down. Um, and we'd like a little bit more on uh, inside the stadium as well, but we're working on that. The, the, if, you, if you know anybody who does bouncy castles for free, we'll definitely have that. Face painters. My son loves face paint. Yeah, we've got a face paint. We've had a face painter in uh, the marquee for the last two games, yeah. Face painters. Oh, my son, next time he comes, he'll be there. He'll be all over that like a rash. Never mind him, I'll be there. Never mind him. <laughs> There's a, fun, a couple of funny questions here, Rob, but I'll, I'll leave them to you to read out. <laughs> so, no, Roy Ellaby sent a question. He said, would the club consider bringing back Ben Murdoch Masilla? If he became available, I think that's quite an easy question to answer that, Paul. He's a class player and I'm sure you'd love to have him back. Um, okay, so I'm going to take the politically correct answer. Um, not my call. I'm, I'm the guy who creates the budget. Um, Belize and Watto make that call, not me. Um, I think the back row's looking pretty good for next year, if I'm being honest, from what, I'm, from what I know. But um, yeah, uh, asking the wrong guy yourself in trouble there Paul telling us about next season can I, can I ask the question about the gnomes Rob let's have a read of it then S Steve McCormick says how many garden gnomes does Paul have and which others would he like do you collect garden gnomes Paul okay this is this is McCormick taking a mickey um, I don't collect garden gnomes as such so I've, I got a Buffalo Bills garden gnome so I'm, I'm, I'm slightly obsessive about the fact that we should have garden gnomes in the store yeah. So, and if, I think if you go on a, I spoke, I think it's Warrington, um, I think their fourth highest selling merchandise is garden gnomes. So what a garden gnome? It's not a big ask, is it? I just want to get, so yeah, so now I've got five garden gnomes, so it's just developed from there. I've got five garden gnomes, so I want, uh, I want two more, and so I've got space for um, a Salford one, which we don't have yet, but I'm adamant we're going to have one, one way or the other, uh, and either a Man United or a Lancashire cricket one. Not sure which. I only want seven because then I'm going to get. A, I'm obviously going to get a Snow White to go with it, aren't I? and have my own little gnome garden. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fascinating things to see that. I think, especially in the office, all lined up, you know, in front of you, it'd be fantastic. That. Um, other questions. Um, Steve Bennett, any plans uh, for a women's team? I know the women's rugby league is growing fantastically. Uh, you know, this year, have we got plans for that in the future? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We uh, we. Um, Spoke to him about it the other day. I think we've got a meeting next Tuesday about that. It'll probably be 2021, I think. But we, we definitely want to launch a women's team and a PDRL team prior to the World Cup. So if we can do it for next year, we will. But it's a big ask because there's so much other stuff going on. Uh, unless there's anybody out there who can help us with it, which we'd gladly accept their help. Um, but definitely before 2021. As a community club, you need to represent the community. There's a massive interest in women's rugby league. There's a lot of women's players. Um, and we would like to tap into that. So if there are any ladies out there listening who are interested, um, it's something that we are very interested in doing, definitely. Um, I've got one here from, from Ryan Wilkinson. Um, what's your vision for, 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 for the future? Is it obviously to increase the income revenue streams and obviously get a bit more money into help grow the club? Hi, Ryan. Hope you're okay, mate. Um, yeah, it is. It, it's, um, the, the, the vision is uh, to... How much can I say? Yes, it's, it's to identify alternate income streams. RDTV will help us with that, uh, I think, in, in, in more ways than might be immediately apparent. Obviously, we're going to do subscriptions through RDTV. Um, we, we may or may not include that as part of the membership scheme, uh, or we may just do it as a standalone. We've got a lot of content that we're building for RDTV now. Um, a couple of guys I'm talking to at the moment might have some involvement in that, I'm thinking. Um, uh, certainly, we're at discussion stage on that, so RDTV is a big thing for us. Uh, not just on the face of it as, as, as what RDTV appears to be, um, which is a subscription TV channel. Um, it, it, it's uh, more about the, the platform and the ability it gives us to do other things. And I'm in conversations with other people, hopefully going to um, have a conversation this afternoon with someone that Ryan knows uh, that might help us uh, along those lines. It's going to be super exciting. I think it's a thing that a club kind of need to do, obviously, to reach out to obviously service the the fan base but also have the material in the, uh, the Red Devils TV to reach out the outside the bubble and you know contact the, the news people and grab the Sinai and BBC and improve our profile that's the that's the important thing it is about, it is about improving the profile but but um, 
don't limit yourself with that either. Don't limit yourself with that. So, so if you if you can if you can do a a preseason friendly against um, West Tigers in Antarctica, go for it if you can think you can sell it. Um, so, so it's it's not just about Salford. It's not just a, when you launch RDTV, it opens up other markets for you, um, and we'll kind of we'll kind of keep it there if we can. Um, but th- there are other markets that we we would like to investigate that will um, could help protect the club for, for many many years to come if we can break into it. It's going to be it's going to be super exciting. I, I think Paul and you know it's the things like that that's going to get the fan base excited. Yeah, it certainly is. It, it all sounds really positive, doesn't it? And I think. Paul's doing a good job without sort of blowing his, his trumpet. I think he's a good guy, and I think clubs need a custodian and somebody with a club in mind to look after it, don't they? We, you know, I think that's a very, very important thing. That and he's got the club at heart. And you know, everything we spoke about today, today's been good. And um, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable with uh, with Paul at the helm than, than the previous regime. Without going into too much detail, so I think he's doing a good job, and uh, you know, long may it continue. Bit of a bit of a curveball question. You got any questions you want to ask us about anything? Yeah, you got anything in the camp for RDTV yet, guys? Have we started on it? Yeah, we've, we've, we've had a, we, yeah, we, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a, you know idea of a bank, a ping you a few ideas, and obviously we'll, we'll see where we go with it. But I, th- I think it's exciting. I think it's going to be a, a big thing for the club. I think if it's obviously you want the content, don't you? You know, constantly, and, and the quality's got to be there as well. And you know, I'm sure you know with the people you know behind the scenes, Emma and Joe. And, and me and Paul and other people who are involved, you know, would we'll, we'll, we'll be able to produce that and people will, uh, you know, hopefully watch it and invest in it and we'll make it bigger and better. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain things that we're looking at we, 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 uh, with RDTV in terms of yourself and Paul, obviously. Um, the, 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 there's just loads of content ideas that we've got. There's lots of things that we're pushing out at the moment. Uh, I, I know... Um, We've got a couple of guys on, on, on the holding board who, who are reasonably well connected in, in, in some of the media areas who, who are pushing some things out for us as well. Uh, some really strong content going to come out. It's, it's not just going to be your, um, your run-of-the-mill kind of activity on there. Some of it will be because you've got to fill a bit of space, but um, there's going to be some really good content planned for it and uh, there'll be more on that in the, in the not-too-distant future. We're hoping to launch RDTV in the close season uh, and that way we've got, we keep engaging with people. There, there is a tendency to drop off the face of a cliff as soon as the, the final it was on the grand final, we're not. We're going to mind the life out here every day because we need to. Obviously, looking forward to, to Thursday's game against Warrington. They'll have just come off the the Challenge Cup uh, final. Opportunity for us to, to to win and keep that momentum going. Uh, yeah, there is, but it's a funny game, isn't it? Um, I I wouldn't have. I want I want to risk the tenner of my own money on 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 getting a double at the HJ Stadium this season and beating them twice in their own midden. But um, so you never know. These things can come back and bite you, can't you? But um, we've done them twice. Can go three now. Don't see why not. Me and Paul every week do like a, a sort of a game prediction. We'll do we we'll do weather first, but it's like a week off, so I can't I can't I don't think Paul's weather app goes that far forward. So um, give us a give us a score prediction. You can think of what happens if you win, Paul. What happens if he wins? Does he have to, he have to take him to Nando's? Is that the way it works? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. We'd have to take Paul, wouldn't we? Handles, but we've not we've got close a few times, haven't we, this season? And just while you're saying about the weather, my app goes ten days actually, Rob, so it's gonna be nice and sunny next Thursday. So what we need is Warrington to, to win the challenge cup, go out on the beer for about three days and then we can uh, wallop them at home. But I think joking aside, I, I don't think we need that. I think we, we're quite capable of beating Warrington. We we've showed this this season with two very convincing wins against them and uh, I'm confident that Ian Watson will have the players fired up for this one, definitely, especially at home. So what's your what prediction for your Nando's? I'll almost certainly end up paying for the Nando's if I win it anyway, but um, I think Brunson's a quality side, clearly a quality side. They've got a lot of players. I don't know who will be in and who will be out at this stage for them. It depends what happens on Saturday, doesn't it? So um, is Ben Austin back? Is he not back? Um, all that malarkey going on. Um, I just think people underestimate us, uh, and I think Warrington have underestimated us twice. I'm not sure they'll underestimate us a third time. So um, I'm going to go so for 20, Warrington 16. 2016, Paul, what's your, have your thoughts that far ahead for a prediction yet? As you know, I always write them on the back of the League Express, but I've not got that far in front yet, so I'll have to make one up. I, I think there'll be some points in that game. You'll look at us, we've scored 724 points this season. That was the second highest uh, to St. Helens, so we really have entertained, haven't we? So I think we'll score points. Warrington probably score a few as well. I'll go Salford 28, Warrington 22. 28, 22. 
Reds. Um, I think Warrington are going to be shattered either way after the, after their Challenge Challenge Cup exploits. So this is where you know this is where the, the real magic happens, Paul. Never mind all the all the magic you're producing. This is where it really it really comes down to play. Uh, I'm going to go for Salford Red Devils to win thirty points to six because I think Warrington are going to be spent either way, whether they win the cup or not. I hope you're right. <laughs> so that's it, yeah. Pretty, uh, I really enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Paul, what do you think? I think this is the future, doing it in a, in a nice place, nice surroundings, having a coffee. I think we'll have to do this next week, Rob. I really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to speak to Paul as well. You know, Credit to him. You know, Not many people, directors at clubs, would come and meet us and, and, and speak to us, would they? So I think he's a very approachable guy, lovely to speak to, and I, I think the listeners will really enjoy listening to, to what he's had to say because... Uh, I'm really excited anyway about what's going on. I'm also excited about next season now and the, and the future of the club. So, uh, no, I've really enjoyed this podcast. I think also, um, pretty good it's that it's not doing it over Skype because having Paul and Paul would have been a bit of a nightmare for me. Uh, but, yeah, big thanks for, for coming on uh, to the Devil Detail podcast. Hope you enjoyed the, the chat, Paul. No, I, I did, yeah. It's been a most entertaining, uh, a, a great venue. I, I used to come here um, into a secret when I was a kid and I was playing truant. I used to come here and hang out with the punks in the cafe here, but way back in the late 70s. Um, so yeah, so I, I love the place. It's a fantastic place. I'll probably walk out of here with a rather large hat that I'll never wear, but that's the kind of thing I do. Um, or, or a gas mask or something weird, because it's just a fantastic place. Great venue, uh, great conversation, and, uh, and thanks for having me. It's been really good. Really enjoyed it here at Affleck's Palace in Manchester. Uh, so big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. I've been with Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contacts. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.